business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to today's episode. I'm so happy you are here. I am joined by Christina Wallace today. She is the author of The Portfolio Life and a senior lecturer at Harvard Business School. I love everything that we chatted about today. We spoke about writing a book, her journey through entrepreneurship and into entrepreneurship and the current business owners that she's helping and a little bit about AI as well. I know a lot of you are very curious about that. So enjoy our conversation today. She's smart, she's kind, and it is just a really thoughtful, thoughtful conversation. So thank you, Christina, for being here. And hey there, business owner, I see you. I see how hard you are working. I want to remind you to look up in your business, and I know today's episode will help you with that. Keep evolving. I am so, so proud of you. Welcome, welcome, Christina. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited you are here today. We're joined by Christina Wallace. She is author of The Portfolio Life and senior lecturer at the Harvard business school. So where shall we begin? Where does your story begin? (laughs) Why don't you just kind of lead the way for us here? Tell us about yourself. Ah, the famous tell us about yourself. Um, (laughs) My story begins as a seventh generation Michigander. No, I'm not taking you all the way back, but um, I grew up uh, in the middle of Michigan and um, did not have any family that do anything about entrepreneurship or business of any kind. Um, Really grew up as a math nerd and a music kid. Studied classical piano, cello, and voice. Went off to college where I uh, got into theater and thought I was going to have a career in the nonprofit performing arts. Started out after college at the Metropolitan Opera on the management side and really thought that was my path until I went off to business school, got my MBA at Harvard, uh, right as the financial crisis hit. And all of a sudden, Career Services was really excited about entrepreneurship. (laughs) They, They started really encouraging the whole build your own company if there are no actual jobs. Uh, to be found. And so I discovered the world of startups Uh, and technology startups really had a lot in common with the arts, believe it or not. Um, This idea that you could come up with, you know, an idea, you, you could gather a team, you could sell the dream, you could figure out some resources, maybe Mm -hmm. less than you would like, and you make something out of nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And I really was attracted to this world. And so I spent 10 years building startups uh, in the New York City ecosystem. I started with a fashion tech company that was a, an epic failure, uh, so much so that we now have a case study on our failure written at Harvard that we teach every year. Quite right. proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, kept going down that path. I, I built a second startup uh, focused on girls and computer science. It was a social enterprise found my way into the world of helping big enterprise companies build internal startup ecosystems. And that's what led me back to Harvard as a professor, where I've now been for three years, running our startup boot camp, our first year entrepreneurship course. And as part of that, I get to invest in and advise startups and and really stay close to that world. That's great. And I love the parallels that you just gave between Uh, being an artist and being an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs are highly creative, you know, Mm -hmm. and creative (laughs) isn't just, you know, throwing beautiful, you know, prints and uh, color up into a canvas. It's negotiating, right? It's Mm -hmm. networking, it's problem solving, it's, you know, um, relationship building, all of those Mm -hmm. things. So what is, what are you seeing most commonly right now with your investments and your startups? What's kind of the the uh, the theme that is popping up lately? Well, obviously everyone is talking about AI. It feels a little bit like a few years ago when like somehow every startup pitch included the words big data, even if no one knew what that meant. Right, right. <laughs> now it feels like no matter what you're building, you've got to find a way to include uh, generative AI, something, something, something in the pitch if you want to get funded. Unclear if that is true, but that is certainly the trend. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a a hot item to talk about. Yes. Right? Are you seeing very <laughs> I, I, in, I feel in like benefits? we're going to... Re- yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in some ways we're going to refer to this in the same way that we once upon a time referred to like the World Wide Web, when it's right. just like slightly embarrassing. Right. <laughs> really. Um, But no, I mean, I'm seeing it show up in everything from how can we, you know, automate the work, the long tail work that um, accountants have to do with some of the qualitative report writing, um, all the way down to how can we use this to do shade matching for uh, color cosmetics for especially the wide range of skin tones Mm -hmm. uh, that that women, you know, if you're trying to shop online for anything matching your skin, that's a really uh, fraught purchase the first time around. And so really kind of um, creative ways that I'm seeing this applied, which is fascinating and uh, slightly terrifying for for basically anyone in the white collar uh, world Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, in the next five years, we're going to see a wholesale uh, uh, revolution in how we do work. And it, you know, it, you, I see uh, probably a lot of what you're seeing out there is there are some people that are on the train and it has left the station, and others that are like, "Wait, what's AI?" Right? It's like, uh-huh. okay, <laughs> come to the station, right? There is a train waiting for you. But mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. you know, and and again, back to that creativeness of how you can use it in your business. So those are some great examples. So thank you for that. So tell sure. us about the book. Sure. So the Portfolio Life is a model that I built first and foremost to explain my ridiculous zigzag life, but Uh (laughs) also to provide, I I say a little bit of both permission and process for people who are trying to 
survive this constant disruption, to feel a little bit of agency, if not control, in the midst of all of this change, and also build a model that feels sustainable and fulfilling and joyful rather than this idea of like, let's just lean into the rat race and, you know, someday we get to be happy. I think a lot of us certainly coming out of the pandemic when we had a chance to sit still a little bit longer than anyone wanted to kind of came to this realization that the rat race wasn't worth it. And that there was a lot of, uh, you know, strong arguments to be made for being happy now Mm -hmm. and building a life that's sustainable and fulfilling now. Um, and to do that, amidst all of this disruption, Mm -hmm. you need diversification. Mm -hmm. You need flexibility. You Mm -hmm. need an identity that is one step removed from how you currently pay your bills, right? Your job title on LinkedIn today. That Mm -hmm. should not be how you see who you are because that can be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. So it's a model that I I built uh, to, to kind of sustain uh, through all of this disruption and craziness. And one that I hope will actually provide everyone, but especially entrepreneurs, a little bit of that uh, stability uh, in the midst of what feels like constant change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I just love the name of the book. How did you craft that? Did it come to you or did it just (laughs) evolve over time? Uh, a little bit of both. When I first started out right after undergrad, I double majored in math and theater. I always been a, a total math nerd. And I first described this strategy as um, vector addition. Uh, but then for anyone who's not into math, then I had to ex- describe how vector addition works. And th- that didn't end up going anywhere. And so okay. when I got to business <laughs> school... <laughs> I learned about portfolio theory, which was not something that my family talked about at the dinner table. You know, we, we had cash and we had credit cards. Right. And um, and so I learned about this idea that you could design your portfolio that meets a certain risk profile, a certain reward target, that you could, you know, allocate assets according to a very strategic plan, mm-hmm. uh, particularly thinking about how they might be negatively correlated, how they might offset systemic risk. And I thought that is genius. Mm-hmm. Also, why are we not doing this in our professional lives and our our you know our broader lives? Why only think about money this way? Mm-hmm. Why not also think about the rest of our lives this way? And so I I started I, I shifted vector edition to instead call it portfolio careers first and mm-hmm. and then more broadly portfolio lives because your career is in the context of your life. It's yeah. not separate from it. And so a little bit of both, it it evolved. (laughs) I really like it. I like it a lot. How was that experience for you writing a book? This is my second book. So I had a little bit of uh, a preview of where the, you know, I'm sure anyone who's started a company the second time around, they're kind of like, okay, I know where like the dark night of the soul is going to be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it any easier once you get there, but like, at least, you know, Um, so that helped. My first book though was, I was co-authoring with uh, one of my business partners. And so this was certainly the first time where when I got stuck, I was like, it was me. 
I had to get myself unstuck. And um, so that was a bit of a challenge combined with the fact that I I had my second child while I was writing this book Mm -hmm. and I was really hoping to get it done before he showed up and I did not. So Mm -hmm. the last few rounds of edits were done with, you know, a two month old on my lap, uh, wrapping one arm while I sort of typed furiously with the other. But um, it was, it was it was the act of creation all over again, uh, going from an idea to a thing that is terrible to a thing that is slightly less terrible right. to a thing that you're proud to put out in the world. It's um, it's always terrifying and yet really exhilarating to do. I love all of that. Congratulations. It's great. Thank you. So what advice right now would you give to business owners with mm-hmm. the ever-changing landscape that we will always have, right? Yes. <laughs> with kind of, you know, thumbprint of where we are right now. Yeah. I mean, the big thing that I would emphasize, and I I learned this lesson the hard way because when my first company failed, I was not doing this. And that's why it, it hurts so badly. But you really have to be thinking about what are all of the pieces of your portfolio that are not your business that are not your company that because the that's a huge part of who you are what you're focused on where you're investing your time your capital for sure but if you're all in a hundred percent the volatility of the world around you means there's going to be equal volatility day to day for you and that's mm-hmm. just not sustainable right so be really thoughtful about how are you investing in your health Mm-hmm. in your relationships, mm-hmm. in your happiness, in your personal growth? Are mm-hmm. you building a network outside of just the world you're building your business in? Right. Are you are you learning new skills and constantly pushing yourself to, to stay connected with what's going on out there? Because if you aren't, like the, the day that everything crumbles is a really, really terrible day. So, mm-hmm. so really be no matter how much you you put all of yourself into your company, and I get it, that's what we do when we build things, be sure that you're not 100% all in. You need other pieces of that portfolio. Well, it's so valuable when you speak from experience, you know, when you mm-hmm. kind of described that sting, right? Of the first, <laughs> of the first fail forward, I like to call it, right? Uh huh. Absolutely. Thing on the path, right? Um, and you know, you do see a lot of business owners really with their heads so down in their business that, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to remind them like, look up, look around you, mm-hmm. you know, take that time mm-hmm. to look up. So, um, yeah. I, I just am so grateful for you sharing this message. So before we wrap up here, what keeps you going? Do you have those moments where you have that fear, doubt, anxiety, whatever, and you have like a personal mantra or a motto that you say to yourself, how do you kind of snap out of things and keep yourself going? Yeah, I definitely have those moments. There were several times in the course of writing this book that I turned to my husband and I was like, I think I'm just going to give the money back and like kill the whole thing. Like, I think maybe we should just not do this every single time, (laughs) every single time. He was like, Christina, you know, this is part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's part of the process. Like yes. just get past this moment of doubt, this moment of crisis, like basically stick around long enough for your brain to cycle through this Yes, because yes. this, this is part of the process. And so I think that is, that is basically my mantra through all of this. 
It never gets easier. It only gets familiar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and the more that I make, the more that I create, the more that I say, oh, right. That moment it's coming up. Don't be surprised. Mm -hmm. It's still hard, but at least then I know it's part of the process. Keep going. Mm, What a good share. That's really helpful. Thank you. So where can we, where can we find you, learn more from you, about you, buy the book? Tell us all the things. Uh, You could find the book anywhere you find books. Um, Certainly you can head to PortfolioLife.com for links to all of your favorite retailers. You can also ask for it at the library. I'm a big fan of you making sure your local library has this in stock. And if you want to keep up with me and everything that I'm working on, LinkedIn is the place to do it, man. I I feel like LinkedIn has like the nerds have won. It has survived all of the I other know, social right? It media has. Inclusion. It was like one of the first platforms. Like it was, yeah. and and it's still a, an amazing place to have a conversation with real people acting like normal, respectful humans. Mm-hmm. So find me on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Well, we will drop all of that in the show notes. Thank you for everything today. Sure. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for having me. Wow, what an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.